This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 111. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki. And this is Larissa. In today's episode of the Sorry, Vegetarian... I just got rid of the hiccups. <laughs> In today's episode of the Vegetarian Zen podcast, we're going to be talking about some natural alternatives to sugar for sweetening your foods. So we're not going to be talking about any of this artificial, made-by-scientist stuff like aspartame or Splenda. Blah. Blah. We're going to be discussing... Well, the things that we're going to be discussing today were all made in Mother Nature's laboratory. Awesome. All right. All right. And I believe we have a new rating. Yay, we do. Yay. So this one is from the UK. And it's from, <laughs> this is cute, Muffin Moon. And uh, the title of the review was All the Way from the UK. And they say, Vegetarian Zen is such a great place to hang out. Vicky and Larissa do a lot of research and are really fair and compassionate with their stance on vegetarianism and veganism. I particularly appreciate that they make it clear that we are all on a journey and learning what works for us as individuals is important. Their podcasts are informative and honest, and I adore their relationship and how giggly they get with each other. (laughs) (laughs) Vegetarian Zen is a joy from start to finish. Well, thank you so much. That's awesome. And we're not just giggly on the podcast. No, we giggle all, we, the time. all the time. In fact, right before this, when you had the hiccups, of course, we had all set up to record and then oh, yeah. you get the hiccups. Of course. And they lasted. <laughs> Normally, hiccups for me last like a minute. This has been, this was like five minutes. So for me, that was like a hiccup eternity. And trying to scare you didn't work. No, it just made me I'm laugh. not scary. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's move on to a news article. Now, this is really cool. So Russell Simmons, who's some of you may know as the Def Jam co-founder, uh, he apparently has condemned the use of horse carriages carriages in New York City. That's awesome. Yeah. And we have those here in San Antonio, too. And they're very sad. Every time mm. I see them, I get sad. Yeah. I feel yeah. so bad for those horses with you know, the blinders. And, you know, they're just terrified, I'm sure, mm-hmm. in, in the middle of all that traffic and all that. That's but, not... Well, the traffic and then he, down here, I mean, in the summer, the heat and, you know, I just, no, it's not a good place for them to be. So anyway, Simmons called on Mayor Bill, Bill de Blasio to deliver on his promise to ban the use of horses for entertainment in New York City and compared its support to pro-slavery advocacy. Now, I like what he says here, too. He says, I don't make the slavery, slavery comparison lightly. Slavery is the system that stripped my ancestors of their pride and possessions and brought them to this country in chains. I want to ensure that something as devastating to both the human and the animal condition as eating animal products is ultimately judged just just as harshly as slavery is today. That's awesome. And that is actually an excerpt from his new book called The Happy Vegan, which is releasing this fall. Awesome. So when that comes out, we'll have to check it out. Yeah, we'll put a link in our store as well. Right. And then uh, several animal protection agencies, so like the ASPCA and the Humane Society, have offered to provide lifetime housing and care for all the retired carriage horses if this... um, uh, comes to pass. And then they have this, it's really cool. They have this, um, 
these what they call e-carriages, and this is what they hope to replace these with. They're antique-styled electric cars, That's which cool. I think would be really cool. All right. Are we moving on to some upcoming events? I think we have one, right? We have one, yeah. It's uh, July 31st is <laughs> is National Mutt Day. And apparently, <laughs> I, I looked this up, and apparently the, it's celebrated twice, the, the, whoever organized this. They decided two days during the year, uh, July 31st and December 2nd. And the reasoning on their website was because there are so mut- many mutts who need good homes that they needed two days. So uh, you can, if you want more information, you can go to nationalmuttday.com, uh, and I'll have the link in the show notes. Seems like we could even increase that more than two days, right? Every day should be National yeah. Mutt Day. Yeah, or Rescue Day. Mm-hmm. Okay, are we ready to move into the main topic? Sure, let's do it. All right, so in episode 52, way back in 52, uh, we talked about sugar, And some of the things that we talked about in that episode were we explained the different types of sugar. And by sugar, I don't mean like we're going to talk about today. I mean, glucose, fructose, sucrose, uh, maltose, all those oses. Oses. All the oses. So we talked about those. We explained what each one of them was. And then we talked about things like why sugar is addicting and what too much sugar does to our bodies, and then ways to reduce sugar intake, and then some substitutions to try. But uh, the substitutions, I think, were like um, tried like a pinch of salt instead of sugar, because you know things like that. So not actual different sweeteners. <clears throat> so yeah, like I like I said, what we really didn't go to and go into in that episode is all of the different natural foods that you can use as sweeteners. So by natural, what we're talking about is things that come from whole food sources. So not like the chemically made stuff and not the over-processed stuff like high fructose corn syrup. We will mention corn syrup, but high fructose corn syrup is a lot more processed um, than just regular corn syrup. And so before we start talking about all of these, this list of sweeteners, We'll kind of do like a little sugar refresher, I guess, just, you know, to understand uh, or remind everybody some facts about sugar. Yeah, this was quite a while ago that we did this episode. So first, let's talk about granulated table sugar or sucrose. And that actually is made up of two sugar molecules. Mm -hmm. There's glucose, which is a simple sugar that can be carried in the blood. And then there's fructose. And that's a simple sugar that occurs naturally in fruit. Okay, so let's talk about then how the body handles sugar. Okay, so glucose uh, is absorbed into the bloodstream from food uh, once the food is in the intestines. So it's dispersed out throughout the body, and it's used to provide food for or fuel for, for the cells. And it's really important for your brain to have a constant supply of fuel because brain neurons don't store fuel. Um, so... You know that, and that's why we talk about when we've, in other episodes we've talked about uh, making sure that you eat foods that release glucose at a steady rate. Yeah, we also talked about this in our last Productivity Power Up podcast, which is another podcast that Larissa and I do, where we talked about brain foods. Did that one already come out? It's episode seven, it comes seven. out. Yes, it okay, already came so out. It's, yeah, it's, it's come out already. Seven. And we talked about how it's it's important to have glucose, but also how it's released into your system. So mm-hmm. if you have a donut, for example, it's going to just kind of do a dump 
right in your system, right. which can lead to a crash later on. So you're trying to find these foods that are like, uh, that will release it slowly like mm-hmm. oatmeal. Right. Like complex carbohydrates, mm-hmm. not the simple process thing. So don't do the donut dump is what we're trying to say here. <laughs> um, so yeah, so there are actually a wide variety of whole foods that you can use to sweeten the things that you eat uh, besides granulated or, you know, just the plain white sugar. And uh, just as a note, we're discussing options here. So we're not we're not necessarily in this episode promoting, you know, like ways to reduce your sugar intake or um, control your sugar intake. That's that's what episode 52 was for. That was the point of that one. Uh, so we'll start with kind of the most obvious and then move on to some that you might not be as familiar with. All right. So before we start with number one, let's just talk a little bit about just plain granulated white sugar. White sugar is made from processed sugar cane or sugar beets. It's 50% glucose and 50% fructose. So one sugar molecule of, of the processed sugar has one glucose molecule and one fructose. One cup has 720 calories and I know that, you know, that sounds like a lot, but I mean, the normal measurement is like a teaspoon or a tablespoon. Uh, yeah, but I was going to so, say, no one's going to sit there and eat a cup. Well, maybe, I don't well, know. <laughs> <laughs> Look who you're talking to here. Um, no. one, uh, so one cup has 720 calories. And then the thing about the white sugar is, you know, people want it to look, the manufacturers want it to look pretty and white. And that's why it's so heavily processed. So the high amount of processing removes most of the nutrients and the antioxidants that were in the original unprocessed product. So the sugar cane or the sugar beets. Remember, we also talked about how in that processing, it also contains bone char. Yes. White sugar. You yeah, the processing um they use bone char to process. Now you can get vegan white sugar. Mm-hmm. But uh traditional, you know, if you just go and buy the Domino or Imperial or whatever the store brand sugar, they use bone char to process it. I'm not sure how, but uh That was more of a side note because our right. audience is ve- vegan, vegan vegetarian, <laughs> right. so. Right. So, uh talking about the nutrients and antioxidants, raw um unprocessed sugar cane doesn't really include much and by way of nutrients and antioxidants. Sugar beets, though, do have some fiber, and they also contain calcium, iron, and vitamin C. So if you were to eat sugar beets you know, in their unprocessed form, you'd be getting all of that. But what the processing does when they convert sugar beets into white sugar is it removes all of that. So all you're left with is the fructose and the glucose, which is not great. All right, are we ready to move into natural sweetener number one? All right, sure. What is it? All right, it is molasses. And now molasses is a byproduct of the sugar refining process. And it contains 50% glucose and 50% fructose. And that's because it comes from the same thing that that white sugar comes Mm -hmm. from, right? Mm -hmm. And then one cup has 960 calories. But one of the benefits of molasses, it being a natural sweetener, is it is high in antioxidants. So the purpose of the sugar refining process is to remove impurities that make the sugar not pretty and white. 
Right. But the the phytochemicals that make the refined sugar not pretty, so that give it the brown or the, you know, the darker colors, those phytochemicals are what contain all of the antioxidants and the other nutrients. Yeah. Um, so in the case of sugar beets. Yeah. And molasses is the byproduct of that removal process. So it contains all of the good antioxidants. Right. And concentrated too, because they're removing all of those out and what's left, you know, in the molasses is just that just packed with nutrients. Yeah, and dark molasses contains the most antioxidants. Now, remember, we had the uh, blackstrap molasses oatmeal. one of our recipes. It should be in our mm-hmm. recipe section on I'll our website. And that's a great way to start the day because a lot of people wouldn't think about adding blackstrap molasses. One note, though, don't expect it to be sweet. It's, it's not, not a sweetener <laughs> at all. I mean, it's not sweet It's at not. All. No, it's not like molasses, like the, just a mild, uh, lighter molasses that actually has a little sweetness. Bra- blackstrap molasses is not sweet at all. So you might want to add like a little brown sugar or, or something, something else, another sweetener. Or one of these other sweeteners right. we're about to talk about. Right. Uh, like number two. Which is honey. <laughs> now, if you're vegan, this isn't an option because vegans typically do not eat honey. Mm-hmm. But it is slightly more... Uh, it has slightly more fructose than it does glucose, but it's still a much better alternative than like agave if you're concerned about reducing the amount of fructose that you eat. And one note about that, the amount of fructose is more of a concern because studies have shown that fructose has a, a worse effect on the systems in your body, so your your liver, your pancreas, the processing, it tends to raise, I think it raises your triglycerides, if I'm not mistaken, and ca- can cause other issues that the glucose molecule itself does not. So that's kind of counterintuitive when you think of diabetes and you hear people, you know, referring to your, what's your glucose, what's your, you know, but that's actually, fructose is a component of uh, sucrose and so is glucose, but fructose is the one that actually raises, can raise your blood sugar and everything more than glucose. So it's kind of confusing. Um, but if you just kind of remember that fructose is the one, it although fructose occurs naturally in like fruits and some, you know, other plants, it's the one that can do more damage i guess or yeah you still have to be careful i mean mm-hmm. that there's yeah. a you don't want to eating fruit all day is not good for you mm-hmm. right so um a cup of honey has a 960 calories and then honey the one of the good things about honey is that it can contain various amounts of antioxidants called polyphenols uh, and polyphenols i think are helpful for inflammation and it depends on how much they the, the honey has depends on the type of honey. So what plants the bees created it from. And I think I read somewhere that buckwheat honey tends to have the most antioxidants. And I, I, I guess it's because of maybe buckwheat has a higher concentration. But, you know, there's buckwheat honey, there's clover honey, there are different kinds of honey. So it depends on where the bees are getting their, their goods. All right, number three is date sugar. Now, date sugar is made from ground dates. Duh. And it has all the nutrients that are found in dates. So we're talking about potassium, magnesium, B6, and fiber. Right, and uh, one cup has 480 calories, so you can tell that's the lowest amount of calories so far. What A good thing about date sugar is, and the reason that 
it has, it keeps everything in it is because it's not processed. The only processing is just grinding it, but it's not removing anything or extracting anything or, you know, changing anything. It's just taking it from one form and making it into another form. You know, when I was training for the half marathon last year, I was reading about, you know how I bought that Vega gel Mm -hmm. when you're running long distances. Like the most I got to was nine miles at one time. But when you're running, uh, I was, you know, some people carry these gel packs, which is what I was carrying with me, about four of these. And, uh, but one of the alternatives that I never really got to try that I would have loved to was dates Mm -hmm. because of all these added benefits and plus the amount of of natural sugar, mm-hmm. natural sweetener. And they're really portable too. So you mm-hmm. can just stick a few in a little pouch yeah, those, or something. And Those uh, gels were gross. Would stab me. <laughs> yeah, and they would, didn't taste very good. Yeah. All right. So number four is agave syrup. And it's also, you'll see it marketed as agave nectar a lot of time, although it's not technically a nectar, it's a syrup. So agave is uh, agave syrup is extracted from the leaves of several different species of agave plants and you know agave is uh, one one species of agave is what they make tequila from right mm-hmm. so woohoo <laughs> um, but there are several different species the thing about agave and recently Agave, you know, has been touted as, oh, it's a much healthy sweetener than sugar or honey, or it's really not. I mean, it's just different. Um, It's the thing about agave is that it's 90% fructose. Yikes. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really not, it's not healthy, you know, healthier. Because as we mentioned earlier, fructose is not processed as easily by the body as glucose. And that's why it has those detrimental effects on your triglycerides and, you know, your liver and and things like that. Um, So you can see that it's in the same calorie range as like molasses and uh, what was the other one? It was, it's 960 calories for a cup. So the same as molasses, the same as honey, but it doesn't have, it, it's not as good for you, I guess. <laughs> all right. Number five is maple syrup. Now, you got to have to be careful with this because there's all sorts of syrup on, like in the cereal aisle. And some of these might be really processed, almost as bad as like just like sugared candies or something. Exactly. We're talking about 100% maple syrup here. Mm-hmm. And 100% maple syrup is 50% glucose and 50% fructose. And one of the benefits of a natural maple syrup is that it contains small amounts of polyphenols, which we just talked about in honey, that um, is also an antioxidant that can help with inflammation. Right. And, and the reason, too, I think that you see things like that in honey and you see things like that in maple syrup is because... You know, these are all plant-derived foods, uh, but these two are not, there's no processing involved, you know, to to speak of like there is with the processed granulated sugar. I think the one we get is also, it's organic and, right, Right, but yeah, you definitely want to stay away from like the Mrs. Butterworths and the (laughs) log cabin and Aunt Jemima because that's not syrup. It's high fructose corn syrup and a bunch of crud that is not, that doesn't actually have maple syrup in it. It's flavorings and all that stuff. Or if it just says contains real maple syrup, but if it contains that, I mean, that could mean anything. They yeah. can put a, a drop in there to, right. to have, make that legit. So. Right. It's like those ki- those 
drinks that that are you know marketed for kids the sunny d or whatever that contains real juice or something but along with everything yeah. else, right yeah or it says a juice blend or something so stay away from that all right let's move on to number six brown rice syrup all right so brown rice syrup as the name implies is made from rice i wonder what that's made from i don't know <laughs> uh i don't know <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh it's made from rice and I'm not going to try to even explain the process. I, I read about the process and it was like really way more complicated than I want to even try to explain. But the, it seems that the brown in brown rice syrup actually refers to the color of the syrup once it's made rather than the color of the rice that starts out with. So the, what I read is that it's actually made from white rice. Interesting. But that, yeah, but as it's processed and boiled down or whatever it is they do to it, it takes on that brown color. Okay, so one concern, though, with this sweetener is that it can contain uh, arsenic levels. So the rice that can contain arsenic, it may not be good for you, obviously. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's been some concern recently in the in the news and, you know, the health magazines and whatever, that a lot of the arsenic that is grown and, and marketed does contain arsenic levels that are higher than they should be. Uh, so something you want to look out for, and not just with brown rice syrup, but with rice as well. Just in general. Right, yeah. right. And then rice syrup, the thing that's different about rice syrup is that it contains maltose. The The sugar in it is maltose. So that's actually two glucose molecules that are bonded together. So it contains no fructose. It's oh, all okay. uh, glucose molecules uh, formed into maltose. So it may not be as bad for you as some of the ones that are like definitely as not as bad as agave, but it's still sugar. Yeah. And this one looks a little bit higher in calories too. So it looks like one cup has 1200 calories. That's a lot. That is a lot. That's a lot. So, all right. Then number seven is something that we kind of touched on at the beginning of, of the episode and it's corn syrup. Now, remember, we said we're not talking about high fructose corn syrup here. That mean, That's processed. Mm-hmm. We're just talking about fruit. Uh, I'm sorry, about corn syrup. Right. So the difference between high fructose corn syrup or HFCS in, in the biz. <laughs> You're so hip. I am hip. I'm food hip. <laughs> I'm a nerd. Um, so anyway, uh, the difference between high fructose corn syrup and corn syrup is that the corn syrup... Uh, it contains less fructose, as you mentioned, during the um, high fructose corn syrup creation process, uh, it, they add fructose. So it, and I guess it makes it sweeter and whatever, whatever it's for. But the corn syrup, just regular corn syrup does not have that, that stuff added. And a, a cup has 960 calories. So it's on par with molasses and honey. All right. Number eight is cane syrup. Now this is made from boiled down sugar cane. It's also called golden syrup, refinery syrup, or refiner's syrup. Right. And again, because it's made from sugar cane, it's the same 50% glucose, 50% fructose. And then a cup, again, surprise, surprise, has 960 (laughs) calories. All right. Number nine is stevia. Now, this is something I tried to like uh, probably a couple of years ago. Uh, We got the uh, 
like the trivia, I think, trivia, right? Trivia, which we shouldn't have. Yeah, that's before we knew any better. Right. And we got the trivia, and I really did not care for it. And maybe it's because it contains... So trivia, the reason why we shouldn't have gotten it is because it's a blend and it contains some sugar alcohols. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what I was picking up on, because to me it tasted very, like... Like aspartame, yeah, yeah, and that's exactly what they add. They they'll add sugar alcohols, which are like the aspartame, Splenda, things like that, uh, to when they make these Truvia. And there's there's a couple other brands that are you know marketed as as stevia, but they're blends. And the reason that they add other sweeteners is because stevia can be a little bit bitter. So stevia is extracted from the leaves of the stevia plant. And it, yeah, it can be bitter. I mean, there are certain ways that you can kind of create an extract or whatever that may not be as bitter. Um, and here's the cool thing. You can grow your own stevia plants and you can make your own stevia extract. We should try that because, like I said, I didn't like it, but I have a feeling it was more because it was a blend. Mm-hmm. Right. And the thing about the making the extract, it's it's basically... It's very concentrated, so you really only need like a couple of drops. So like with an eyedropper drops, you know, when you sweeten like a, a glass of tea or lemon, whatever you're doing. Um, but when we get down to the recipe of the week, it's, it's a little bit different. It's not quite a recipe, well, sort of recipe, but it has to do with stevia. So we'll talk about that a little bit more. And then what's number 10? Number 10 is coconut sugar. Now, coconut sugar is made from coconut nectar. And what's great about coconut sugar, particularly for you, Larissa, is that it has a low glycemic index. Well, that's too bad because it tastes like coconut. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, nope. Yeah. So that what that means is we, we talked about it's essentially your, your body's ability to handle... Um, glucose in your system process it right yeah so you you, uh foods with low glycemic index numbers are are better because Mm -hmm. your body can handle those better right and then a cup of coconut sugar has 720 calories so it's kind of in the middle of all the ones that we've talked about all right so when you're using these sweeteners and i didn't i really only highlighted just kind of basic guidelines for how to use them for baking here. I mean, obviously, if you're just sweetening your coffee or your tea or whatever you're doing with that, you just kind of add it to taste, right? But when you're baking, if you're substituting these in a recipe that calls for granulated sugar, if you're going to substitute one of these other sweeteners, there are um, some basic guidelines. Now, keep in mind, as the, as the case, anytime you're making substitutions in a recipe for no matter what ingredient, the result may or may not be as good as the original. So, I mean, keep that in mind. Or maybe better. I mean, maybe it'll just, like, totally rock that recipe and and you can uh, tell all your friends. Experiment, and, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I tried a – what did I try the other day that was, like, a total flop? Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't was, even hold together. What, it right? was awful. Yeah. Some, some cookies, some chocolate chip. <laughs> almond it was they were nasty what did you make it with i don't i don't recall what it was, was it almond different? flour and oh, right. something else it, they were nasty yeah don't don't do it it was gross <laughs> but uh, all right so for baking if you're if you're substituting for granulated sugar for most of the liquid sweeteners and i'm talking honey molasses agave syrup maple syrup cane syrup and corn syrup the general rule of thumb is uh, to use three quarters of a cup of the liquid, the syrup, for every one cup of sugar called for in the recipe. So if, if the recipe calls for two cups of sugar, you would use a cup and a half of the 
liquid sweetener. You're making us do math again. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm bad. And then, uh, uh, so three quarters of a cup for every one cup of sugar. Decrease the other liquid in the recipe f- by two tablespoons. So if it calls for milk or something like that, then just make it two tablespoons less than what it calls for. And then decrease the baking temperature by 25 degrees. And then uh, for brown rice syrup, it's the same as the above, but instead of three quarters of a cup for every cup of sugar, you would use a cup and a quarter of brown rice syrup for a cup of sugar. Okay. Well, I think that does it for our main topic today. Was there anything else you were just going to say? I was just going to say a couple more for date sugar, uh, two thirds of a cup for every one cup of sugar and then coconut sugar. It's equal. Oh, okay. So the same amount of sugar. Sorry, I got you off there. That's okay. <laughs> All right. Are we ready to move into the recipe of the week? Sure. And as I mentioned, the recipe of the week is a homemade stevia extract. And this is really cool because it's an it's an article. It's not just a like little recipe. It's a whole article that tells you how to grow stevia, how to harvest it, and then how to make extract and it gives you two options so it gives you a traditional extract type recipe that where you use vodka and then it also gives you a water recipe so (laughs) which one will vicky use vodka (laughs) (laughs) Um, no yes (laughs) but anyway so well that's the one i would do too so but anyway uh uh, we'll have to get some stevia maybe in the fall when it cools off we'll try to get a couple plants and try that'd be cool yeah that would be neat All right, so let's move into the quote of the week. The quote this week is from Cicero, and he said, what sweetness is left in life if you take away friendship? I know that doesn't have anything good, anything to do with eating sugar, but... It's sweet. It is sweet. Oh, and then just for silliness, I also found this one. I was trolling for for quotes, and I I found this. I think it was on Pinterest or something. It was, uh, unless life also hands you sugar and water, your lemonade is going to (laughs) suck. So. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. That is hilarious. I saw that and I LOL'd all by myself. Catch you R O F L'd. I R O F L M A O'd something. All right. I think that does it for our episode this week. What is the question of the week, Larissa? All right. We want to know do you use any natural sweeteners besides? just sugar. So yes. do you use any of the things that we talked about? And uh, to answer that question, you can go to the show notes for this episode, episode 111, scroll on down to the bottom and click on the answer the question link and I'll take you right into the comments. And please tell us how you use it as well. So mm-hmm. if you have some yummy way to use it, like if you found some awesome sweetener that works particularly well on coffee or green tea or mm-hmm. something, please share that. Yep. Like and recipes, recipes. Give us Especially coffee. Because I... I I have tried to go coffee with no sugar and yeah, it's not, you know, and, and granted I don't have the best coffee available to me on a daily basis, but it's still just not the same. And so I I usually use a little bit of sugar. I've, I've (laughs) cut back quite a bit natural sugar, but, um, I'd be interested to hear what others use for that or like Larissa was talking about baking and 
all that mm. kind of stuff. Well, you know, for my coffee, I just put in a little bit of cream and then I stick my finger in it and it just sweetens it right up. Yeah. And feel free to share like links or she's like totally not getting either. She didn't get that or she's just ignoring me. <laughs> I was still on my, I was still in my, my zone here. What did you say? I said for my coffee, I just put a little bit of cream and then I stick my finger in it and it just sweetens it right yeah, up. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> All right. I think that does it for this week. Until next time. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting VegetarianZen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.